Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I am your host, Christian, the unbiased king. Uh, joining me is my co-producer, the man, the myth, the legend. It is Joshua, Gangsta Time Cole. What up, guys? Hey, hey, hey. Also joining us yeah, is... It's a little weird. It's a little weird. It is weird, I'm huh? About to drop. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's a little weird. I uh, almost said to drop myself. I mean, you can. Called partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. There you go. I can't do mine. Mine is an entire. Mine requires an entire orchestra and a choir <laughs> doing Hail Britannia. Um, but also joining us, it is uh, my co-producer, my brother. It is Edge Lord Big News Brian. My your Big News. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was fire. That was pretty good. That was that was that was elite. Yeah, good job, Brian. That sounded like the drop. It, it was pretty good. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Uh, we are kind of uh, in uh, doing another audio-only episode. Uh, the status on my computer is that it is dead. So um, right now I'm still working off of my uh, temporary workstation until I can um, just get a new computer. But uh, it's still the show's still gonna come at you. Uh, very excited to do it. Uh, I also got a new phone, which means uh, I didn't realize that there was no headphone jack in it until like a few minutes before we started recording. So there'll be no yeah. soundboard for this episode either. But next week, the soundboard will be back in full force. And uh, I don't know, maybe um, maybe we could do our own sound effects as we go forward. Uh, that'll be a fun exercise. Um, but you know, it'll be the same old show. Uh, we have a very short show today, uh, only three manga, uh, because uh, it feels like half of Jump took off. <laughs> so uh, we're we're only covering three series. So uh, let's let's not waste any time. Uh, let's get uh, into plugs. You could find me at the Chris Aspinall on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole, where can they find you? At JD Cole underscore thirty seven. That's on Instagram. And at New Jump City Josh on Twitter. Oh, yes. Brian? You can find me at B.ESP on both Instagram and Twitter. And if you ever want to catch me when I'm streaming, find me at twitch.tv slash Hell yeah. You can follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, follow us on Twitter. I will usually do a really good chapter of the week poll there, but uh, we did not. <laughs> so we do it on the YouTube community now, uh, which you guys can take part in by subscribing to the YouTube. Uh, please do that. That would be super cool if you did. Uh, you know, that, uh, you get access to the poll uh, or, you know, you get updated when the poll is out. It's usually out on Sundays uh, when the official release of the series uh, come out on Shonen Jump's website. Uh, we didn't do it this week uh, because uh, I've been kind of busy trying to maneuver a way around this, uh, this uh, temporary workstation I'm working on. Uh, but next week it'll be back. Uh, we're hoping to get video back next week too. So yeah, please, uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Keep that algorithm going. Uh, cause 
Uh, we're going to need it for the next couple of weeks, I imagine. Uh, if you prefer audio podcasts, though, don't hesitate to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, we're, we're everywhere, and every single episode we've ever done is up there. So uh, please do that. It's uh, usually the fastest way to get the pod because uh, that's where I upload first. Uh, so, yeah, you know the deal. Uh, email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want us to talk about. Uh, and that would be super cool. I think that's the end of plugs right now. Uh, so without further ado, uh, uh, let's get the, the show started with One Piece, uh, chapter 1077. Uh, Should have noticed sooner. The title page is back. The cover page story featuring... Um, judge and uh vegapunk and caesar clown and all that stuff and it's actually taking place in the present now uh as we see um both judge and uh caesar clown have seemed to have calmed down from their from their infighting uh to realize that actually i think vegapunk is a real problem and i don't know what that means but uh it should be interesting because maybe they'll pull up to egghead not knowing what's waiting for them there, really. Um, is this them fighting? Was this them fighting in the current? Yeah, that's the, this is the present because you could see uh, Ichiji and uh, Reiju back there. So, right, because they didn't have even have his children yet, duh. Yeah, and you know he has his mask on and all that stuff. So, um, yeah. Oh, actually, I didn't. I really didn't pay attention to those details. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Maybe they're hinting that. Uh, Caesar and uh, and Judge will pull up to Egghead. Uh, I think that'd be interesting. Uh, meanwhile, we open up the chapter in the Fabrio phase on Egghead, where um, we see Sentomaru uh, talking, I guess, to the citizens of Egghead, uh, basically yeah. uh, asking them to evacuate the island uh, because he knows what time it is. And uh, we get a refresher on the history of uh, Ohara, where Robin is from and, you know, what all that shit that went down there once the government realized oh. that they were looking into uh, poneglyphs and the history of the world, the Void Century, all that stuff. And uh, Sentomaru is like, that shit's about to happen here probably. So, you know, <laughs> they're, they're coming for us. He mentions that uh, they probably concluded that he must be erased, uh, re erased regardless to the cost of scientific progress. Uh, because he's regardless. Being, yeah, he they don't. It's too the the risk is too great, even with all the benefits that he could theoretically bring to the world government. Um, yeah, impressed. Yeah, and he says that something even worse than the Buster call can happen right now. So, sheesh. Well, we know what that is. A well, bus, Buster call things. times two. <laughs> uh, mm, yeah. Yeah. I guess an admiral. Yeah, well, the admiral's not. already pulling up, so uh, it's already on on the level of a Buster call, I would say. Right. Um, meanwhile, we cut over back to the battle between uh, Luffy, Luchi, Zoro, and Kaku versus the uh, Hawkeye and and Kuma Seraphim, uh, and they're just like kind of trading blows with them. Uh, they're giving them their best shot, but the Seraphim don't seem to be all that affected by the attacks. Um, Luffy starts to get frustrated and then Zoro starts to realize like, oh, these guys kind of remind me of King. And, uh, Shaka is like, oh, Kaido had a Lunarian and, uh, Zoro's like, I don't know what that shit was called. 
I don't know what that. Uh, but basically, uh, Shaka explains that uh, these are things we kind of knew, but uh, he confirms that uh, King, aka Albert, was a test subject that escaped from Punk Hazard with Kaido. So, uh, and you know, it confirms that you know what we can pretty much guess by context clues here is that the uh, Seraphim are augmented with lunar with his Lunarian blood, so they have all the same abilities that King does. Um, which to which Zoro is very familiar with, and he just starts to explain what their deal is. Like, oh, wow, I didn't realize. Uh, in that case, uh, watch the flames on their backs. Uh, your attacks won't do anything unless the flames are out. They're basically invincible mm. when it's on. Um, and Luchi's like, damn, this helps. Now we can actually fight them now. Uh, and Zoro starts to list off all uh, a bunch of the other attributes of Lunarians, and uh, <laughs> they're just taken aback that Zoro didn't realized this sooner and you know didn't warn them of this um but anyway the battle just starts to starts up again uh shaka starts to walk off uh he he talks he starts to realize that he has an idea of where the stella might be uh where the original vegapunk is um the mihawk seraphim tries to attack him but zora blocks him and uh with that, we are left over to where uh, Nami is, Nami and Brooke, and uh, Edison, the Edison um, satellite. And uh, they're all fighting the Jimbei Seraphim. Um, so Nami's just basically psyching her up to attack them, uh, attack Jimbei Seraphim, despite the fact that he's a child, because uh, Nami has a soft spot for kids. Uh, and she basically just like, he is not cute. He is not a child. And, uh, uh, what's, uh, what's the fucking cloud's name? Zeus, Zeus, uh, yes. Zeus is basically like, just, uh, charge me up. Don't hesitate. I'll fight if you don't, if you can't. And, uh, she basically like put some pretty harsh damage on, um, on the Jimbei Seraphim with the, uh, with the Zeus attack, which makes sense. That's a part of big mom's soul. You would think that that would be enough to fell a seraphim for or hurt a seraphim at least um mm. so jimbe sinks into jimbe seraphim sinks into the into uh the ground with the swim swim ability you know that would allow him to swim on any surface um brook peeps this and um he warns nami that he may uh just attack from another place uh and that he does he basically just swims up right behind her and uh loads up another attack but then he is also intercepted by Sanji and uh, yeah, give, gave him the drop kick of death. Um, and uh, yep, Sanji's back. He's fighting uh, the Jinbei Seraphim. Uh, meanwhile, in building C, we see Lilith and Usopp and Frankie up against the Boa Hancock Seraphim. Um, Lilith actually manages to, uh, to fell the uh, Boa Hancock Seraphim using... Uh, a bubble gun made out of sea uh, energy. So uh, it basically is a kryptonite to an extent because the sea energy uh, counteracts the devil fruit abilities that uh, the that make up the blood of the seraphim. So they get all the risk, but they uh, they all they get all the rewards of the devil fruit, but they also can't swim and are weak to sea stuff. So makes sense. Mm. Yeah. Um. At that point, uh, Zo uh, Frankie tries to like hold her down, but you know she immediately recovers. 
mostly because the bubble just grazed her. So it didn't, uh, it wasn't enough to like take her down for real. Um, and she starts shooting her lasers everywhere, but Frankie comes up and like basically grabs, uh, one of the bubbles and just pins her down with it. And, uh, they're like, yeah, you did it, Frankie. Good fucking shit, bro. Um, the seraphim, the Boa Hancock seraphim looks at him with like sad little girl eyes. It's like, but it hurts. And that <laughs> immediately makes Frankie back up. He's like, oh shit, I'm sorry. And, um, Boa Hancock seizes the opportunity and turns Frankie into stone. Um, we also see her work her magic on Usopp and Lilith. They are also uh, stonified. And uh, we end the chapter with a scene where uh, Shaka actually finds the old Devil Fruit Research Lab. Um, and he is he's also taken aback by the Cypherpole agents that are trapped there. And uh, and also the main body of the Vegapunk uh, that's that's there. Um, and he starts to move to to release them. But at that point, Vegapunk is like, Shaka, who who came with you? And Shaka's like, wait, what? And then, bang! Uh, Shaka gets shot through the fucking head. And uh, he is killed, I guess? Um, drama music here. And that's where the chapter ends. Uh, <laughs> holy shit! Uh, that, Josh, what did you think about One Piece chapter 1077? Um, let's let's eliminate some people right now. So obviously, Shaka didn't shoot himself in the head, unless that's him from the future or himself from the past. Shot a bullet into the future. Shout out to Final Crisis. to kill himself. Um, yeah, I mean that maybe, who knows? But I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that that's not the case. Um. It wasn't any of the people fighting because they're fighting right now. Yeah, they're not there right? physically, no. So that leads the uh the evil girl shooting shooting bubbles. Uh she's with them. She got uh, she got turned to stone. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. So that's her like she's she's eliminated as well. Mm -hmm. Um We haven't seen York in a while. Who's that? York is uh the the one that eats the the gluttony one. I don't know. Yes. She I'm telling you, yep. The sleepy one. That's the one that's 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 the spy. It's gotta be. Cause we I had no idea it'd be her. Hmm. Cause she had no function but to eat and sleep. I think so, right? Yeah. She she basically like takes care of his like sustenance, right? Yeah. You know, uh, there's a theory going around uh, that the shooter is actually the Doflamingo Seraphim. Oh, that would be sick. <laughs> oh, that would be... Yeah, that would be pretty sick. They didn't there reveal should be a Doflamingo yet. one, right? Yep. Somewhere? Technically, there should be a Doflamingo Seraphim. I mean, I mean you know, it wouldn't be crazy if there? they did. Huh? Are all the Seraphims supposed to be there? I would think so. Not all of them, I think. Yeah, I don't it know. They could all be there, but there could be there's a Moria no one. one. <laughs> there could be a Moria. That's what I'm saying. There could be maybe a crocodile a Moria one. Maybe there's a crocodile one. Oh maybe yeah, a, uh... crocodile one. If you're taking into consideration that all the seraphim are 
former and Bugging current one. warlords. Then yeah, it would uh, track that maybe there is, because if if they have a Jinbei Seraphim, then there's nothing to stop it from having one from Doflamingo, one for Crocodile, one for Blackbeard potentially. Who knows? But the possibility. Right, he was a warlord too for a little while. It could be uh, Jay Garcia. Do you guys think Frankie was only he was a warlord? Huh? Do you think Frankie was only turned half to stone because he's half robot? Well, he's only... I think he's fully robot at this point, but I could be wrong. But uh, the only part of Frankie that is like a robot from pre-time skip is his back. Or it's his front. His back is human still. How come he only turned like half to stone? I think because she didn't get all of him, I guess. Like, it's kind of the same thing. She, he, she just grazed him. Interesting. I don't, I don't think it only got half of him. I think it was starting to spread. Mm. I think that was just the... That's definitely a possibility. Yeah. I, I, I think it was just in the, like it was caught in the process of spreading. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it looks like Sanji unlocked his uh his soldier soldier gene again because his eyebrow changed position. Oh, it did! Wow, yeah, he it did it did change. I didn't even peep that. Yeah, I guess he could just tap into that now. I love how it just like Wait, switches by accident, huh? It, like what I don't. What do you have He did it by accident. You know, isn't Sanji... this what he didn't want to happen? I think he could just tap into that power now and he's just using it because what are you, is he not going to use it? <laughs> I thought the suit was the only way for him to get into. No, it. he destroyed the suit. He destroyed his zero, his three, his uh, stealth suit. Uh, but Josh, to clarify, uh, whenever Sanji taps into like the, the half cyborg type thing that like his, the rest of his family has, uh, his eyebrow, germ buff. yeah, his germ buff, his uh, eyebrow switches sides. You can see that in that big panel where he drop kicks the Jinbei Seraphim, yeah. the eyebrow is shape is facing one way, and then when you zoom into him next, you see that the eyebrow is shape is uh, facing the other way, and that's usually a sign oh. that he is using oh. like the the uh, enhancements that his father did to him when he was young. Okay. Then I know that. Yeah. Forgot that about his eyebrows. Yeah. It, it's kind of a subtle detail, like in when he first unlocked it. Like they don't draw a lot of attention to it. You just kind of see it. Um but yeah, that's that's interesting. Um but Brian, uh, did you have any um points that stood out? What? Did you have any any points from the manga that stood out to you? No, not really. Those were the only things that really stuck out oh, to me. Then. Okay. Yeah, this chapter went felt like it went by really quickly. Um, and it's like a standard size chapter, <laughs> but it felt. I like think it Lilith went might be the only Vegapunk to survive, though. You think? Yeah, I think so because she's turned to stone right now, so they can't really kill her. Well, they could break her stone body. <laughs> 
Yeah, but I feel like they're just set, they're setting up the fact that they're gonna rescue her and three. I think what's gonna happen is release them and she's gonna do it. Wait, can you uh, repeat because that? You were like breaking up a little bit. I think uh, I think Luffy's gonna command the Boa Hancock Seraphim to let them go, and she's gonna do it because she loves Luffy. And um, they're gonna escape with Lilith. Lilith is gonna be the only one to make it out alive. That's my that's my theory. Hmm. Okay, okay. There's some validity to what Brian's saying because I noticed that at at, at least her Seraphim has a lot of personality. Yeah, and yeah. I, like think she, I think she's the the only Seraphim that has said a word yet, right? Yeah, I think so too. I don't think the other. Yeah, ones that wasn't there. like a grunt. She's the only one that spoke. I have spoken. Yeah. Um, but those are my thoughts. Yeah. Um. I I like this chapter quite a bit. It wasn't my RGC this week, to be honest. Um. But it was a it was a fun read. I feel like things are just progressing. Um. I am excited to find out who, uh, who done it. <laughs> with the with the whole Shaka situation, and who's like on this island, causing trouble. It could be this just... arc has a lot going on. <laughs> it does. It really does. Uh, lots of things are colliding at once and very quickly. Um, in a good way. Yeah. No, it's great. Uh, very excited. I'm so glad that it's not off next week. <laughs> like Oda didn't pull like this because this would be like a twist where Oda is like, I'm off next week. <laughs> Uh, enjoy enjoy waiting for that but he did not he spared us today um thank it, goodness yeah um but yeah i also don't have all that many thoughts in the chapter um outside of you know i think the likely thing is that maybe there's another seraphim here causing shit and maybe that's the spy uh or you know the person that's been causing trouble here because it would make sense if it if it was a seraphim that lives on this island normally and if the uh, if the five elders have ultimate control over them, it would make sense that a seraphim would be here fucking shit up. Well, why would he use a gun? Because Doflamingo uses a gun. Cool. That's that's the main pe- thing that makes people think that it's a Doflamingo seraphim is that they did use a gun. Because Doflamingo, okay. Doflamingo makes it a point to shoot people if he hates them enough. Like he won't even use their pow- his powers on them. He'll just straight shoot them. And how you know it's not somebody with the gun gun fruit? Because the person with the I gun gun fruit that has the gun gun. Fruit. Oh, that's possible. Yeah. What if the Doflamingo one has a gun gun fruit? That's what I'm saying. It, it it could be, it could be that instead of he that instead of him actually using a handgun, they use the power, which is why they use the gun. That's that's entirely possible. <laughs> uh but yeah that's that's really all uh i have uh it's just kind of the speculation i hope shock is not dead he's got a great design i mean you know he's basically the one of the daft punk guys but great design regardless um, you have another favorite classic daft punk song? say that again guys do you have a favorite daft punk song there's a there's a few um i mean really like they're, they're wow, a few. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, stuff, you know, anything, almost anything off their like last album that they did before they. I retired. couldn't name a Daft Punk song if I if I like if someone put a gun in my head and said name a Daft Punk really? song or die. You know, it's over for me. No, Get you know lucky, them. Harder, better, faster, stronger. Yeah, lucky is Daft Punk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, celebrate, Sailor. Wait. No, that's no, that not, was not them. I was thinking uh, of one more time. One more yeah. time. One celebrate. Oh yeah, What? One more time. That's fucking awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> Whoa. Hey. Yeah. Well, now you can. Now, one if anybody. More time. Got Yo, that's my shit. <laughs> All right. what? Hold on, that came out when I was nine. How old are these guys? How long? They've been out for nine. They've been around long. for a long time. Yeah, they've been they out for a while, like, like since the nineties, like late nineties. Right? Yeah, that yeah, they was... disbanded a long time ago. They disbanded, yeah, maybe like five years ago, maybe at this point. I remember the video for that song? It was like in space or something like that. Actually, I don't actually know their videos. Yeah, they have a lot. They have a lot of a lot of classics. A lot of classics. Yeah. Wow. And now Oda has killed one of them. <laughs> and, all right. Since we don't have any drops, can someone do an Owen Wilson wow? Wow. wow. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. I just learned about Daft Punk. Wow. I just learned about yeah. Daft Punk. Yeah. That's literally me right now. <laughs> Owen Wilson learning about Daft Punk. Yeah. All right. Well, are we ready to move onward then? I suppose so. Brian, any uh, final rebuttals? Anything? Brian? Anything? I'll take that as a no. And uh, just uh, move onward uh, to Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, This is Jujutsu Kaisen, Chapter 216, Bath. Uh... Last we left off. Oh God! Oh man! Yeah. Last we left this off. This is nasty. Everything escalated so fast, uh, as things do in Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, everything went to shit so fast. I got whiplash. Um, and uh, basically, Sukuna's back and hmm. has possessed uh, the body of of, of Megumi Fushigoro. Uh, Sumiki Fushigoro was possessed by another. Uh, ancient sorcerer known as Yorozu, um, and she is uh, looking to fight Sukuna. So, you know, <laughs> it, it all just kind of like comes together here. Uh, Itadori has been handily defeated uh, by Sukuna, and Maki was effectively held back. They didn't really uh, fight a battle to the end, but knowing Sukuna, he probably would have won that fight at some point because he was being held back by Megumi in the first place. So uh, had that not been a thing, he would have finished the fight a lot sooner, probably. Uh, and yeah. Sukuna left the battle, left Itadori alive because he thought it was hilarious how sad he looked, um, and flew away with the ice sorcerer person, Urume. Um, and they talked about uh, preparing a bath. And uh, in this chapter we obviously learn what that means um but uh the chapter first starts off with uh, a bunch of with urume uh, standing before uh, a bunch of cursed spirits that are frozen uh as uh kenjaku just mentions that he's going to finish the calling game 
um, because you know he can't merge t uh, Tengen with humanity until he ends it. Um, mm -hmm. And Urume is like, well, you're the one who designed the game to continue forever, right? And um, yeah, I guess this is where I guess like the wording of this is confusing, but I think the nature of the calling. Would you game, like me to translate it to you in layman's terms? Yeah. Okay, basically, ha, you guys think y'all gonna catch me in a plot hole, but I have explanations. <laughs> and I'm gonna tease you guys because I'm not gonna give you the explanations yet, but I am gonna talk about this dirty bat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I that guess. was that was like the first two pages, right? <laughs> yeah. You thought that you could catch me off guard, but of course, you I thought. thought of everything. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. That girl. Oh, that boy, which I think, I don't know. I think it's the guy. I think because yeah. they're twins, it's a boy and a girl, right? I think that's the guy. He's, he, he is manga cynicism. He's us and other personalities. Yeah. That critique and, and review these. <laughs> really just say review. We review and react to these. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not going to take it personal. And neither should y'all. I agree. Uh, in any case, but uh, at the same time, fuck you, Gigi. Oh, how about that? No hard feelings. No hard feelings, but fuck you. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So, like the little mini explanation we get here is that Kenjaku, in order to establish such an insane game, he had to he had to take a binding vow to end what was permanent. Uh, with what we don't know yet. What was the vow? I don't know yet, <laughs> uh, but I imagine that's going to get explained because like Rume is not particularly interested <laughs> in this. So he's just like, well, what the fuck? Go, go do what you're going to do then. Bye. I got what I needed from you. Um, <clears throat> and Kenjaku's like, okay, fine. But I am interested in the bath. And uh, bro, this bath is crazy. What happened with the bath is a ritual for turning a vessel that is cherished as a family treasure into a curse tool to protect it from external threat. So it means 10 months and 10 days of soaking the vessel in a solution with cursed energy obtained by crushing a choice selection of venomous creatures. Uh, so basically Urume has gathered a bunch of cursed spirits and blended them, you know, like put them in a, in, in a Vitamix or something and just <laughs> like, just flooded a room with their blood, I guess, and, and their cursed energy. It's and... so much worse than that, though. It's so much worse than, than what you're describing. Yeah, they're... He, okay. It's the way he went about it. Yeah, basically, he explains that, like, he turned... Because cursed spirits, when they're, when they're, when they're killed, they turn to dust. So he had to uh, preserve... Uh, he has to, to preserve their body. Uh, he froze them and carefully Freezed wrung... their head. Yeah, and carefully wrung out each curse uh so you know that they could just like soak him in the in the curse curse's blood and shit um they basically kept their the, them alive by like one part of their body by the top part of their body mm -hmm. and dissected and mutilated the rest of it while they were still alive so that all the it would be fresh and moist all the insides yeah to create this bath of nasty uh, 
I don't have words. I don't have a title to make out of this or anything like that, <laughs> TBH, guys. I was overwhelmed. Uh, okay, so um, Kenjaku is like, what's the point in soaking in it? And uh, to it's basically <laughs> to be near evil and to submerge uh, Megami Fushigoro's soul. Uh, so you know, uh, that sounds horrible. The yo. short, the long and short of it is, is to basically drown out Megumi so that um, Sukuna will have full control over his body. Um, and uh, we see that Kenjaku has been in this for a while, and he rises from um, from the weird blood thing. <laughs> He's completely naked, and uh, you know he he gets robed up and. Kenjaku was like, you're keeping that visage? He's like, for now. This is better for fighting sorcerers. I guess, like, by the visage, he means, like, the form of Megumi, I guess. Um, <laughs> you know what's funny around, Could like... Could you say that maybe he's planning to uh, make a new body? Hmm? No. Planning to leave Megumi's body? No, I mean, that implies that he can one? change his shape. So he he wouldn't have to leave Megumi's body to be somebody else. That he could be he can change how he looks at will. Anyway, I don't know if that's what they mean. I think so. I, I what I the way I took it was that like him it, like it's not about this being the best form. Well, it is. It's that this is the fo- the form he prefers. Like he could go for something different if he pleased, but he prefers this form. Therefore, he's he's not gonna go for it. It's more plot conjecture. It's more. It's more. Yeah, we don't know why he's doing this exactly. Just putting some cement on the walls, man, to make sure there's no holes anywhere. That's how I took that. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Reactionary. Hey, I mean, there's no way. I I can't. I don't know really. But uh, one of the things we do notice is that he seems to have this little cut on his finger uh, that seems to be concerning to him. And uh, I wonder why. I don't know. Maybe it means that the um, the vessel is breaking in some way. Um, but he, upon seeing this cut, he's like, Kogane, where's, Su- where's Sumiki Fushiguro? And um, we see that uh, she's in Sendai. Uh, and that's basically because Yorozu is from... Uh, Aizu, which is in the area of Sendai, it looks like. It's where she, uh, I guess that's where she lived uh, in her time. And Sukuna is, I guess, going off to fight her. And Kenjaku's like, why are you f- Why are you going to go fight her? I mean, I thought you'd ignore her. It, it's always been one-sided between you two. And uh, <laughs> Megumi's like, Yorozu doesn't matter, but the vessel does. And basically, mm-hmm. he plans to kill... Uh, Yorozu, who while she's still in um, Sumiki's body, to completely bury Megumi Fushigoro. So that's uh that's the bath wasn't enough. No, this is just to really like crush him. If he makes it, it, I guess that's why he's keeping the body. You know, like so if he kills his sister in his body, that's pretty fucked up. <laughs> that would probably make Megumi lose all hope. Um. Yeah. But anyway, I guess um, Kenjaku offers to give Sukuna a ride. And at that point, we see the other uh, sorcerers that we've seen around the Culling game, uh, the Sky Lady. And um, man, I, I feel like I remembered this guy's name for a second. 
and then I forgot it. <laughs> but Pompadour had uh, Pompadour Cannon Man. Uh, they they find his name. Uh, I think it's Ishigori. Maybe, but anyway, he's like, no, whoa, this is way too sweet. And uh, yeah, they know what time. Killed already? No, they didn't die. Uh, they were spared, I think. Um, but yeah, the King of Curses is here. Uh, and Ishigori, I think that's his name, but he he uh comes across Sukuna. And, yeah, it's Ishigori. Uh, I knew it. Um, and basically they're like they step to each other, and um, Sukuna's like, "You're gonna step aside or not?" And he just basically immediately cuts uh Ishigori. Uh, sending him back, and um, Megumi's like, "Hey, what's the deal? I wanted you to slice you in three. You're not so bad, but this. Uh, sorry for underestimating you. This time, I'll fight for real." Uh, Ishigori <laughs> loads up a Pompadour cannon attack, but unfortunately, this is Sukuna, and he chops fucking Ishigori's head into three separate sections, um, and kills Ishigori. I guess he's. He's gone. Uh, insert Mario sound effect. Mario death sound effect here. Um, he's dead. And um, we cut over to a soccer field where we see uh, Yorozu just waiting already. She's like, hmm, switch to skins, huh? He's like, yeah, that's Mug's more handsome. And that's where the chapter ends. Uh, assuming we are going to get a Sukuna versus Yorozu fight next week. And that is very exciting. But uh, Josh, what do you think? About Jujutsu Kaisen chapter 216. I guess this is it, man. Uh, Fushigoro is out of the picture for the time being. Oh, yeah. Man, did I not see this coming even a little bit. Right. Everything shifted. The whole... So quickly, too, no, with no... No, like, uh, and not right. not in a negative way, but no build up, you know. Like even before they were on that rooftop talking about what the plan, like setting the plans, everything prior was building towards something. Mm-hmm. Just for them to be like, you know, for them to say, okay, now the plans are going to be this. So right as we was gearing up to adjust to a to a different agenda, we get hit with this. Mm-hmm. So it, man, what an impact. I feel like I got hit by media. Yeah. Excuse me, guys. I'm discombobulated. But um, I will say this. Sorry, I'm scrolling to the back. When they explained the contents of this bath, right? I stared at this picture for a long time. It's on page four. Mm-hmm. Did you guys take a moment to look at the contents of this, uh, the collection inside of this? Yeah, there's like bugs and bones. Uh, yeah. And skulls. Bear paw. Oh, that that yeah, that's just a bear paw in there. Mm-hmm. It gives me the it gives me the shivers. Yeah, it's very yeah, creepy. And it's just leaking the juice of that. No. And I just imagined like. For a million dollars, <laughs> you take a shot of that. A shot? Yeah. Fuck no. Well, given that the whole point of that is to just like make you evil. Yes. 
I don't think it's good to digest it. So what you're saying is you wouldn't? I don't know. No, probably not. What about for Shabillion dollars? Shabillion hmm. dollar? Okay, you got me. I'm <laughs> in. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll do it for 44 Shabillion dollars. Yeah, yeah. See, now we're talking. You had me at Shabillion 100%. Um. Yeah. I, <laughs> well, he just got it from the bat. Yeah. This is a. I was really disappointed that um. That this guy got his head. Cubed. No, not cubed. Cubed. Quartered. No, quartered is fours. Yeah, thirded. Third. Thirded. 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 Is it thirded, Brian? Can you look that up? <laughs> thirded his head. Thirded feels he wrong. His head. I think thirded is right. Thirded feels incorrect, but I don't know. It feels like three part. It's three parts of a head, so it's thirded. He cake layered his face. That's yeah. what he did. Yeah. And um, he just felt <laughs> like that. He even gave him the line, "I'll go serious on you since you took my hit." That, like, it wasn't. I don't know if Gigi meant to give him some type of respect for that line, but it didn't come off that way to me. <laughs> it was a, oh, you're not a gnat in my way? Okay. Yeah. Well, you're still fodder. Fodder. Hey, to be fair, that it's other okay. girl, That other girl's not even going to come out to fight. She's going to stay where no, she's at. Yeah, that would be wise of her to just chill where she's at. <laughs> I don't know why Ishigori thought he could do something. I don't know why he pulled up there. Oh, I guess they were separate. I think Sukuna pulled up to him. I don't know. I can I be honest? There's a version in my head that like they sent him, like they both sent him at the same time, mm-hmm. and then as he's like recoiling from how much pressure, he just looks in front of him, and oh shit, Sukuna appeared, and he's walking in front. I think that's what happened. I don't think he had. I don't think he had time to decide what he was going to do about that sensation. Mm. That sensation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is my RGC, by the way. Oh, yeah, same. Josh? No. Josh? Wow, not wow. yours, huh? Wow. 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 That's exciting. You guys think we could get Owen Wilson to be a guest one of these days? I mean, we could shoot for I the stars. His, I have his number. I'll call him. I wouldn't mind hitting him up at some point. Hey, if we get like a certain amount of success on the podcast, if we have like a, say if we get on our thousandth Patreon subscription, uh, not Patreon, or on our thousandth YouTube subscriber, I will dead send an email to Owen Wilson. To Could he do it for two billion dollars? Yeah, it'll probably cost. Uh, it'll probably throw us into uh, un- unsettling debt, but. Hey. At our millionth, I'm going to invite President Obama. I mean, why not? In theory, we could have just like, we could use AI to just make them come here. <laughs> we could just use their voices. That needs to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need. What do you think, Owen? I might do that. I might it's do that. Imperative. I might do that next week. I might try to do an AI. <laughs> Owen Wilson explaining what he thinks about this week's manga. 
We should all just be AI. Just pick one person and then yeah. have Jet. <laughs> that would be crazy. GBT talk for us. <laughs> Honestly, that's not a bad idea. I I wouldn't I wouldn't hate doing that. We just pick somebody. I'm about to pick uh damn have Joe Biden on the show. Yeah. Joe Byron. All right. Well, whatever. Uh, Brian, what did you think about this chapter? Well, it was my RGC, so obviously I liked it. End of discussion. That's it? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Damn. It was, um, I fucking love Sukuna as a character, bro. Like, every time he's on the screen, there's something about him that's just so fucking cool. Like, imagine if... um. If, if, uh, what's his name? Kurama had this kind of fucking character, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> like, they, they, he definitely set himself apart from being just the dude who lives inside the character. Yeah. You know? Like, he, there's no, oh, he's, maybe he's a good guy. Maybe he's going to be like a, like a good guy. We could win him over. Nah, this dude is pure fucking evil. He doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> and, um, his control over Megumi does just give uh itadori a lot more credit because he was essentially a prison for probably the strongest dude to ever live <laughs> who's up there at least yeah um so it's like if he had control over itadori's body this is exactly what would be happening to him too but he couldn't it was um itadori's just built different so I'm I'm really excited to see more of Sukuna doing his own thing and kind of being able to be a character, you know, mm-hmm. instead of being trapped inside of Itadori, we get to actually see him kind of do shit. Yeah, pretty awesome. That's it for me. See, that's that's part that's kind of part of the uh, subversion of expectations because I, I wasn't I didn't I wasn't ready for the power level to go up like this right now. Cause that's what feel, that's what it feels like it's happening, and I, I wouldn't say that if I felt like oh it's just Sukuna pulling up to go to come wild out for a little while. It's the fact that he kind of was power skilled, like they made a point to show that oh he's only at a tenth of his strength right now, even though it's clearly enough to solo the rest of the cast, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> man, there was a moment I thought maybe a Kotsu would pull up and. Be like Sukuna, stop it! Hey, that can still happen. Him. Yeah, where no. is he right now? I hope he doesn't pull up. <laughs> where is Okotsu right now? I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'd rather Okotsu die than Rika. She must be protected. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I think if one of them dies, the well, at least if Okotsu dies, Rika dies. Is Okotsu just like chilling somewhere? Like we haven't seen him in a while, right? I don't remember what happened to him. I he I know he won his fight and then went somewhere, but I forgot where he was going. The dude he beat show, got his ass murked before Okotsu even showed up. So where the fuck is he? Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe he's just they're setting up for him to pull up to this battle. How crazy would oh, that, that be? That would be sick. But that would be this would be the second time he's in a three way fight. That would be <laughs> that would be crazy. He only turns up for battle royales, bro. Like this guy only comes for free for alls. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, obviously this was also my really good chapter of the week. Uh, I love this chapter. I am loving the way that this is going. Jujutsu Kaisen is just chaotic energy. 
at all times. You never know when the momentum's going to shift in a weird way. Um, I don't know what what anybody can do at this point, you know, because everybody's like kind of disjointed and separate, and uh, their plans just got royally fucked by Sukuna just emerging for a minute. So I don't know what the counter plan on their end is, but I I would hope that we're gonna get basically a whole battle with Sukuna, like where he's finding somebody who can actually stack up against him and and give him a little bit of trouble, especially since he's only like got fifteen fingers uh, worth except of power. That this guy, if except that this guy can't match up to him because Yorozu <laughs> and Jaku said that it's always one sided. So no, I think he meant like. Uh, the beef was one-sided. Not necessarily that there's, like, a power... I mean, I'm sure Sukuna doesn't fear Yorozu, obviously. Um, like, he's not really concerned about her abilities, but I think he meant more that um, he thought that she would he would ignore Yorozu because, like, their whole thing... She, he doesn't necessarily have a problem with her, but she has a problem with him. Um, oh. Okay. I didn't know that. I thought they meant that every time they fought, he just molly whopped <laughs> Well, that could be a possibility for sure. I mean, you know, Sukuna is like built up to be one of, if not the strongest person in the verse. So outside of Gojo. Um, so, man, so I guess she got lucky that she possessed uh, his sister. Or it was intentional because Kenjaku purposefully like possess people. So that could have been a. This could have been just like part of his plan is to, is to get the circumstances to this point. I don't know. It could be. He random. was surprised because she was surprised that he swapped to Megumi. What do you mean? She was like, "Oh, you're in a new skin." Yeah, but like you know? Kenjaku was the one who put Yorozu in in Sukumi's body. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All of the ancient sorcerers are Kenjaku putting their like doing ba basically pulling a Sukuna into random people's bodies, or you know, seemingly random. But, but but Kenjaku also said that he's surprised that he's even going to her. Yeah, no, I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Like, maybe he didn't plan for this particular eventuality, but I, I wonder I think if... she just got lucky. Yeah, I, I'm wondering if there's a reason he put Yorozu in Sumiki's body, or was just, like, everybody gets a body, it doesn't really matter who. Um, <laughs> everybody get a body. <laughs> you get a body, you get a body. Like, Ishigori is an old, is an ancient sorcerer, and um, Kenjaku must have implanted his his soul into whoever Ishigori was originally. Poor whoever Ishigori was originally. He just got sliced <laughs> and he was just a guy. Unless he's already dead, just because Ishigori. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't have any more thoughts. Jujutsu Maybe he just marked those people and random souls went into their bodies. Well, the way he would do it is that he would have to feed it's like the Sukuna finger thing. He would have to feed them a part of the ancient sorcerer in order to accomplish this type of thing. Oh. So he would have to purposefully, like, feed people's people. <laughs> I see. Yeah. 
Um, I just reread Jujutsu Kaisen, so I'm like still pretty fresh on what happened. Um, but yeah, I mean, those are all my thoughts. Jujutsu Kaisen. Are you fresh on the on the Jujutsu Kaisen iceberg? It's really good. Did you watch it? Yes, I did. And you know that whole bath situation. Yeah. Kind of related to like this story that I remember the dude talked about that. I guess Sukuna is kind of based on. It was like this creepy pasta that I happened that was like I guess the story was about the neighborhood that uh Gigi grew up in mm. about like uh this this like this cursed thing like basically like the story goes like this father had like a conjoined twin mm. like corpse and they like sealed it in a room and did a bunch of evil things like to it and made sacrifices for it and and he killed the rest of the family in that room with it. It was just really weird. Like yeah. basically he was trying to build up a bunch of cursed what well, I mean something similar to cursed energy and and unleash it. That's that's crazy. Yeah, and it's I guess Sukuna is like supposed to be based like on a conjoint twin or something like that. Hmm. Well, I'll get back to it. I'll, get, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it again and get back to y'all on that. It was actually pretty crazy. I was I was hoping you would remember that part too and help build on that. But yeah, um, yeah, sick stuff. Yeah, I mean that's not a real story, but it's not a it's not something that really happened. But yeah, it's just like exactly. a the folk legend, I guess. Uh, all right. Well, I don't have much else to say about Jujutsu Kaisen. It's pretty incredible. Um, you guys ready to move on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. And uh, with that, we're going to close out here with Undead Unluck. And uh, with that, I'm going to throw it over to Jayush. All right. We got Undead Unluck Chapter 150. No More War by Yoshifumi Tozuka. So, uh, Last week, we seen the activation of creeds or um, undecreases negate ability, which is undecrease. And uh, it was, I guess, <laughs> I, I, I remember we had a lot of things to say about the nature of like his mission and how his ability unfolded. It was like kind of like awkward, but I, I think in this, I think this week, the author did a really good job at making more sense of it mm-hmm. through his personality. But anyway, um, we start with Creed waking up to, you know, the rest of the gang, you know, uh, letting them know what they're about, what the mission is. But uh, before they could really get into detail, they start noticing that you know that the government that they are supposed to be working for started napalm in the forest while they were still in it, of course, because they're the worst people ever, probably our own country. I digress. Um, they start getting into like you know the the reason why they're going this hard, which is uh you know to get the weapon disc and. Obviously, they don't want anybody to know that the disc is a big deal. So 
they want to kill everybody. It sounds it sounds terrible when I like when I read when I think about like like the step by step process of like what this guy's mission was like what, what what all these regular soldiers on the ground were supposed to be doing. They were all literally fodder. Like I talk a lot of shit about Black Clover and even introduced to Kaizen here and there and then the other series about characters being fodder, but Jesus. <laughs> Imagine three different platoon forces being set up to be fodder. That's next level, bro. Yeah. These are the greatest villains I know. Pure evil. Yeah, and they're off screen. Anyway, let me stop talking all that shit. So, yeah. All right. So, yeah, Pete is mad. He's like, wasn't the whole point to decrease the number of these? And I guess that's kind of his moment where you're like, oh, I, I see what he's fighting for. He's, he's going hard so that there'll be peace in the world, even though he's, I guess, really bad at portraying that in his personality and behavior yeah so, you know we can't be perfect, yeah right? he seems like he likes this shit right i was it was kind of if, if i could read my tone it's so it's, i really like this chapter and i'm trying to figure out why that like it so much <laughs> reading it again <laughs> but, um i i think here I, we are well i think yeah. like because you know, he, he felt like what he was doing was just at the time that he, I guess not took join it, but sits better with it than, you know, if, if he felt more righteous about it because this was supposed to be the thing that like lessens war. So yeah, kill, kill a few to save, I guess. Right. Everybody Which is misguided. Sure. It's not even, yeah. Which I get it. Yeah, I do get it. There's, there's, you know, a lot of weird morality stuff to that, but we we get into it later if we want. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, Fuko starts to, I guess, you know, really up the recruitment pitch and say, "Look, we got this. We're gonna we're gonna get the team together. We're gonna get this fucking disc, and we're gonna save the world. Trust me, I'm good for it." Um. So anyway, we cut to, oh, I forget his name already, Mr. Billy, who is confirmed blind. We, we're still not sure. Yeah, I'm still not sure if he was COVID. always blind. Not, we didn't do the research. Yet, yeah, but, no, we uh, didn't. <laughs> no. I don't know. I think it's more entertaining this way. Yeah, it's fine with me. I mean, you know, it's not, it's not a world breaker in my eyes. It sure isn't. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. If this was my hero academia, though, oh no, yeah. I would never let that. I would happen. have different standards. There would be a completely different uh, um, rhetoric. And yeah, well, let's just be happy it's not that. So yeah, we get back to Billy. And he says, I can hear two types of planes, which I know that's right, because he definitely ain't fucking see them. <laughs> and <laughs> not only are our enemy guys. Jumping into the fray, but also our employers. Wow, Billy was naive as well. I, th I thought he would have knew better. Mm. He said, "Now both camps are carpet bombing area." Damn it! Right. Uh, so he finds Teller and he's trying to ask him what happened. And he <laughs> the cat guy. He's trying to. He can't. 
What was his ability again? He can't I'm tell him. Communicate. He, it's untell. On what? Untell. Untell. You gotta tell him nothing. What? Can you talk to somebody without telling them somebody? Telling them something? He can't communicate in any way. No, 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 no. But I'm just wondering, like, is there a way to talk to people without telling somebody something? No, because you're telling somebody something. At all times. Yeah, when you're speaking, you're telling someone something. Even if you already know it. Like this podcast, we're we're telling people. We're telling people our thoughts. Yeah, telling people our thoughts. We're telling. We're telling. <laughs> this shit is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> My mind is blown. Wow. I'm dead on luck. <laughs> <laughs> so philosophical. This shit is no. This shit is crazy though. No cap. The the the, the places it takes your mind, especially when you smoke weed, <laughs> or just a generally creative, curious person. For those that don't, you know what I want to do. Um, I want to uh, get the drop. It was just like smoke weed every day. Yeah, and and leave it exclusively for this one. Yeah, for Undead and Luck. When we tried to pontificate on what the abilities, the philosophical meaning behind abilities. <laughs> right anyway back to telly not telling billy what the problem is and billy you know to make things worse is that he doesn't he can't even see the gestures that this guy is making on his face mm-hmm. so he just he's probably really just lost he's like uh shell shock nah mm-hmm. so we lost but we lost contact with him before the bombing Hmm. Interesting. Anyway, he just starts t- talking to him. He's telling him all the things. Like, it's like he can kind of guess what he's trying to uh, gesture to him <laughs> physically. And um, yeah, he's like, you know, don't rush. Just tell me. I don't need words or machines to understand. I'll ask one question at a time. But first, relax your breathing. <laughs> this is so funny. A question and answer method using heartbeats and body temperature. This skill of Billy's is one thing that Telezentile can't negate. Yeah, that, you know, well, we'll talk about it later. So, um, okay, so he's able to, you know, he's able to communicate with him through his body temperature and heartbeat. <laughs> um, the whole situation. Billy is lit. Like that, I'm not going to like, uh, we can crack all the jokes we want, but. He he has two negation abilities now. What's the second? Un, unreal, bro, unreal blind person. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would be a, a negation ability, I guess. Yeah, like Matt Murdock. Yeah. Um, he's Matt Murdock's a negator. Yeah, so, uh, anyway. All right, so he says, all right, that settles it. I'll head over to the disc, too. So, yeah, they're all about to converge to the disc. And, uh, you know, Billy's letting him know, like, look, we, you know, you, they, they figure there's another, like, there's a third party in the fray, and that, you know, we're we, we going to see what's good with these guys. Don't worry about it. Uh, so we go back to Foucault's group. Uh, we say the relic we believe is this is at the end of the path of the ruins. Damn, they gotta go through that big ass fucking battlefield with napalm striking everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> they. I mean, at least they have 
people with barriers and shields and shit. It, it could. This is actually a very believable situation of a small group of people being able to accomplish an incredible task of of going across a napalm stricken battlefield. Yeah. Uh, speaking of aircraft, starts flying over them. They put their shields up to guard. Um, Unbreakable is so fucking clutch, yo. Mm-hmm. Really, really clutch. I'm glad. I'm glad we got to see more of their ability uh, in this second loop. Since you know, I guess the girl that had the ability before kind of came on towards the end in that spring arc, and then mm-hmm. after the spring arc, everything really accelerated. Oh, different times. So, um, right. So your boy Undercrease is uh, loading up his Gatling gun. He's like going ahead. We're gonna handle this here. We're gonna spray all these motherfuckers out the sky. I'm gonna kill all these guys to obtain peace. Fugo's cool with it, uh, I guess. Yeah. Isn't she like? Isn't she like supposed to be really against death? Not this time. Mm. <laughs> well, to no, be fair, to be it fair. doesn't look like he's shooting them with anything lethal. They look like they're just getting knocked out. Yeah, but she didn't make a point at all. Like, I, oh, I, I, it's rubber bullets. They gave him rubber bullets. Did I not catch that? I just saw it in the little panel here before you start shooting everybody. Oh, nice. And because, you know, oh, his they abilities. About everything. Yeah. Good for him. Cool. So he's busting off rubber bullets. Um, you've got Undraw with her sword that she doesn't draw uh sending a crescent moon slashes out into the forest uh clearing all the trees pretty smart yeah. you know so that the snipers and you know can get to them and shit throughout the night mm-hmm. and then uh something and then someone's like oh you know uh, creed we got a little present for fuko oh right, right, right. that's what he's talking about. oh i did miss that yeah yeah i did miss that Starts letting it fucking rip off the forest and clears the wall out. Um, but as they start eviscerating their forces, we see a large UFO, which is essentially disc rising off uh, in the horizon. And we have Billy saying, let me have a look at your true motives. True motives. So, okay. Well, this one is about to be... Um, that was the end of the chapter. So, Okay, like I said, this was my RGC, hey. and purely off the fact that I, th- I thought this chapter was really fun. Like, yeah, Jujutsu Kaisen is always dope, and for the plot to set up, but it just was a really quick chapter, and it didn't have too many things pop off for me mm-hmm. compared to to this chapter. Um, like I had such a good time that I I apparently skipped over uh, quite a few details while reading this. I treated this shit like it was bleach or something. <laughs> uh, anyway, <clears throat> you have any thoughts, Chris? Yeah, I, I really like this chapter as well. Um, it's just uh, seeing everybody using their abilities together is always fun um, because these abilities are so specific and uh, and unique in a way. Um, mm. those, they're always fun to watch and... Uh, the turning over of uh, of Creed is is uh, is pretty cool. Uh, I enjoyed that. Billy finding a way to communicate with Tella despite the fact that he can't through this wild ability to just like use his pulse and body temperature. 
is uh is pretty cool and pretty creative and uh you know billy's supposed to be like that guy so he just he i just believe he can do anything you know <laughs> um well, well so yeah yeah i thought this was cool and uh, i'm excited to see what comes of this because disc is a very vague uh artifact i guess so i'm, I'm wondering what it actually does outside of just float in the air Mm-hmm. Um, well, they say it's a weapon. Yeah, Fugo seems very time. sure that this war nonsense is about to be over. He's like, I'm about to end this war single-handedly. It's over. Um, But, yeah, I don't have uh, much else to say. I thought it was uh, a lot of fun. Uh, any rebuttals, Josh? Right. No, no rebuttals, but just a few things I wanted to talk about. So, um... Another thing I really enjoy about the second loop, as far as like, you know, us getting more uh, access to these negators, is how they're fighting. Because um, in the beginning, it was all about the characters fighting against these negators and how their abilities can, you know, counter each other's. And what we've been seeing so far is, you know, a lot of negators working together to, you know, create solutions. And it's, it's just really, it's really nice to see. Uh, you know, it, it's like the they have. It's like this team that's plugging in elements, like or they can leave some people out. For for the people that remember Jonathan Hickman's uh, Avengers, I remember when they had uh, this what they called the Avengers machine, which yeah. was like this this circular graph, and it, and you know it, it showed like where certain members were at, how far how available they were, which you know they kept certain core members together. It just kind of reminded me of that. Mm-hmm. Like they could have this whole network of negators that can, they could put together a unit to, you know, especially address the situation. I don't think we're going to get a lot of it, but I'm excited to see more of that unfold uh, as the series goes. Mm-hmm. Um, the way they were working together to, to stop on decrease. I mean, they took out three tanks. They took out like five tanks. Yeah. That's not light. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> and they and and they they survived an assault from from the forest and from the sky. That's really impressive stuff. Yeah, um, it's a big deal. I also just realized that it was actually Gina that lifted disc from the ground. Did she? Yeah. Wow. I didn't even know. That's crazy. She had like. Oh yeah, she did say. She does say something like, "Did she move it? I don't Couldn't know." Say anything, or maybe she's holding. I, I, that would I be crazy. Because she she's right under that shit. Well, Billy is writing it right now. Like he's on top of it. So yeah, maybe Billy activated it. Maybe. Maybe I don't know how he would have. Maybe just being on it. You, you, and knowing that it's there means you can activate it. Yeah. Pretty wild. Okay. All right, but that's that. Those are my thoughts. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that was Undead Unluck, everybody. And that has been our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. As per usual, you can find me at the Chris Hospital on Twitter and Instagram. Josh at JD Cole underscore 37 on Instagram at New Gem City Josh on Twitter. Brian at B.ESP on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you want to catch him when he's streaming video games, you can uh, check out his Twitch at twitch.tv slash it's punchline. 
Uh, email the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, please do let us know what you guys think. Your your questions, any thoughts that you have on the chapters, uh, let us know. Um, you could uh, follow us wherever you, you know use social media at New Jump City, uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, where we're pretty much uh, all on all those platforms. Uh, please subscribe to the YouTube. Um, we're uh, trying to figure out a video version for next week, so uh, we'll be back on there momentarily. But uh, until until that time, please uh, continue to like and share videos and keep us alive on the algorithm because I'm sure it absolutely hates us by now. <laughs> um, so hit us up on that. If you prefer audio podcasts, though, hey, no shame in uh, subscribing to the audio version uh, on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Pandora, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, any, I'll take any kind of support at this point. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you guys for bearing with us on these audio only episodes. Uh, we will uh, be back in full force soon, hopefully. And uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. We'll see you next week. Stay safe, Two Jump Citizens. Peace out, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs>